Welcome to the podcast of Medora Pentecostal Church. We are a growing community of believers committed to bringing hope and building lives. We pray today's message is a blessing to you. ready to have a good time today. Amen. You guys excited to be in church today? Amen. Before I begin preaching, I want to do something real quick. I want you guys to get a little loose. We're going to have a little fun today, okay? I'm serious. Come on. Let's do this. Let's get a little loose. All right. Ready? All right. Awesome. Y'all, I am just up here, and I'm giddy, and I'm excited. I'm ready to go, okay? I'm excited. I'm real excited. Are you guys excited? You guys excited? Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. So, before I begin, I just got to say, how awesome is it to have Simon and Cassidy in the house of God? I'm sorry, I'm a little giddy about that. I, I'm not sorry. I'm giddy about it. I thank you all for this opportunity. It's awesome to be here today. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Matthew chapter 11 and verse number 2. Matthew 11 and verse number 2. You guys expecting great things? All right. Matthew 11, verse number 2. Now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he who should come, or do we look for another? Art thou he who should come, Or do we look for another? Today I'd like to preach to you on this topic, expectations. Expectations. Let's put our Bibles down, but let's lift up some praise to the King of kings and the Lord of lords right now. And let's just expect something good's about to happen today, all right? Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness, God. We pray that you would use us, that you would anoint us, God. Lord, we pray that your word would fall down like never before, Jesus. And we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. All right, you may be seated. So, a show of hands, has anyone ever had some expectations in your life? All of us. Does anyone have an expectation that God's going to do something great in your life? All right. Has anyone ever seen your expectations met or even exceeded? All right, okay, one last question, one last question. Has anyone had their expectations fall short? Or that it didn't happen the way you thought it would. Like you thought, okay, I've got this plan. It's going to happen just like this. God's going to work out. I'm going to tell him how to work. He's going to do it when I say and how I say. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. But then you're just sitting there and like, oh my, that didn't work out. That didn't work out. I don't know what to do about that. I'll tell you what, I know about that kind of feeling. So, you know, when I was a kid... I was the best dresser ever. All right? Okay. At least if you ask me, that's what I'd tell you. Dude, I was fly. Okay, I mean, I'll let you know it too. I was purposeful when I dressed, all right? Every shirt was iron because of my mom. My pants were sharp because of my mom. My shoes were shined because of my mom. And my hair was always perfect because of my mom. I was just the coolest dude. And now that I've hyped myself a little bit, Sister Beth, can you put up that first picture of me? Y'all, don't be kind. 
That's sad. A little bit. It's, it's not awesome. That's not that awesome. So talk about not meeting expectations, all right? Okay, so maybe my childhood years weren't the greatest. Maybe I wasn't as stylish and dashing as I thought I was. But now, I know that my preteen years, all right, dude, that's when I shined. That was with a shadow of doubt. I was fly. I was good. That's when I really got the hang of my style. My outfits, they were fire. My glasses, you know there was those Nike sports edition, okay? I mean, just look at the second picture. Look at this stud here. Wow. Okay, please take that down for everyone else. <laughs> we don't need to look at that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so maybe I've not met the expectations that I thought I would. Can anybody agree with me? Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. You can agree with me. Okay. So a lot like myself, you know, because I'm all great, John the Baptist was someone who had to reach high expectations. I mean, you got to think, John was the voice that made the way for Jesus to come. John was even prophesied to be born by an angel to his father, Zacharias. Luke 1 and 13 says, But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife, Elizabeth, shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. So at this time, Elizabeth's womb was barren. She couldn't have kids. And... Look at what Zechariah told the angel in verse 18. He said, Whereby shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife is well stricken in years. So basically what we see here is Zechariah is telling this angel that he's having this little powwow with. He's like, dude, I don't know if you can understand this. I'm old. I'm ancient. My kid having days are gone. And my wife, well, I better not say she's old. She's just well stricken with years. But what this shows us is that sometimes it's hard when the miracle that God is trying to show you doesn't match your circumstances. Some people cheat themselves out of a miracle because they don't see how a miracle can come from their surroundings. And, you know, however, God was right. Shocker, right? And Elizabeth's pregnant with John. So here I am to tell you today, church, that if God tells you a miracle's on its way, if God has made a promise to you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. You may be in old age. You may have to wait a little bit. You may need some patience. You might have to just wait a couple years. But if the almighty God says a miracle is about to happen, it's going to happen. Can somebody give him some praise right now? If one thing I could tell you about God is that he's got an amazing way. If I could talk about my parents for a little bit, the way my mom would discipline me, like if I was about to do something, she'd say, oh, I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to get you. I'm going to whoop you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But my dad had a different way of doing it. He said, I have, and I'll do it again. I've come to tell you, church, my God is not a I'm going to. He's a I have, and I will. I have given you a miracle, and I will give you another. I have done amazing things, and I will do amazing things. You see, Elizabeth was expecting a miracle. And six months into the waiting process of this miracle, someone else gets a prophecy that she will have a baby. Only this baby would just be a tad bit different than John the Baptist. 
Luke 1 and 30, and the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and shalt bring forth a son, and shalt call his name Jesus. Is anybody expecting something great? All right, so Mary was just told that she's going to have a son. Not only is she going to have a son, but he's going to be the king of kings. Not only is he going to be that, he's going to be the Lord of lords. Not only is he going to be that, he's going to be God in flesh. And they're going to call him Jesus. So Mary did something that everybody, I think, should do when you're expecting. Verse 39 in Luke 1, And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country, and I want to look at, with haste. Y'all, she wasn't messing around. She was going. She was going. It didn't matter what was around her. She was going to that city of Judah. And she entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. So what Mary is showing us here is that when you're expecting something, when you're expecting a miracle, you need to get close to someone else that's expecting a miracle. If you're looking for a miracle, get close to someone that's expecting a miracle. If you're expecting a miracle, one of the worst things that you can do is get by someone that isn't expecting. For when you're expecting great things and you get close to somebody that's expecting great things, it changes the atmosphere between you two. And when you get more people involved, it just makes the atmosphere bigger. Because I've come to tell you, church, the atmosphere of expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Let me say that one more time. The atmosphere of expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. Because how many know when you come into a church service and there's been people in the prayer room seeking God for that service. And when you come with a spirit of expectation and you get close to someone else that's got that same spirit of expectation. You know something good's about to happen. And you can get beside someone else and it changes the atmosphere. And lo and behold, after a couple minutes, you've got a whole church of expectation. You've got a whole church that's waiting for a miracle. Is anybody like that today? That's waiting for a miracle on this Memorial Day weekend. But what this also shows you is that it's important with who you hang out with. Don't let the enemy draw your spirit to someone who isn't expecting. If the people you're hanging out with are not advancing you in the kingdom of God, young people hear me, if the kingdom, if the people that you're hanging out with are not helping you with your expectations, and with the birthing process of your miracle, you might need to get them from your friends list. Can I get an amen for some people? But what Mary did when she came up to the house of Elizabeth and Zacharias changed something. Verse 41, and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. Y'all, if I could put a little context to the story. When Mary came into the house and she saw that Elizabeth there, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, Elizabeth told Mary, she was like, whoa, when you walked into the room, the baby in your womb made the baby in my womb leap for joy. When you walked onto the scene with your expectations, the miracle that you're about to birth made the miracle that I'm about to birth bust out. Somebody needs to get a hold of the Jesus in you, the miracle in you, the expectations in you change the atmosphere. 
If you've come into the house of God today with some expectations, why don't we give them some more praise today and glorify the name of Jesus. So Luke chapter 1 and verse 80 says, And the child grew, speaking of John the Baptist, and waxed strong in the spirit, and was in the deserts till the day of his showing until Israel. Well, in this time, John the Baptist was just straight rocking it. He was going hard. He was going around preaching like crazy. In Matthew 3 and 4, it says, And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and honey. This dude was tough. He was, he was nuts. Y'all, he was wild. Let me just say this. If John the Baptist was a preacher today, he'd get shut down. Y'all, if he had Twitter, he'd be banned. If he had Facebook, he'd be banned. Instagram, he'd be banned. He's going around just, he'd walk up, dudes be like, y'all, you need to repent. Where does that kind of confidence come from? He's like, dude, change your ways. I know you've been acting wrong. Where does that come from? He'd be shut down in this platform, in this PC world, amen? And, (laughs) And John was a powerhouse in the faith, even to where he got to baptize Jesus. Jesus, God in flesh, he got to baptize him. Matthew 3 and 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. This is where he baptizes Jesus in Matthew 3 and 16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were open unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lightning upon him. What a scene. So John had seen some crazy wild things in his life. And he had an awesome ministry. But then look what happens to John after his whole life. Y'all getting the Holy Ghost in the womb, eating locusts and honey, wearing camel's hair, baptizing Jesus. Matthew 14 and 3, For Herod had laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake. So all that John the Baptist had done for God, all this work that he gave for the kingdom of God, and this is the kind of thanks that he gets? This is what happens to him? He's thrown in prison? So this is where we go back to our opening scripture in Matthew 11, verse 2. And now when John had heard in the prison the works of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Art thou he that should come, or do we look for another? So John, we agree, had seen some amazing, wonderful things. He was a wild man. He baptized Jesus. But when he gets into prison, his spirit changes a little bit. To the point where he actually questions, are you really God? Are you really the one they say? Or should we still be waiting for someone else to show up? What John is showing here is the prison mindset. And now he's doubting the God that changed his life in the womb. Anyone ever been like that before? You've got expectations. You've been prophesied over. Somebody, some... Let's just say some evangelist has come to town and he's prophesied over you and you've been holding on to that. But then you get in a prison and you're sitting there like, maybe, maybe he was wrong. Maybe I'm not doing so good. Maybe I should w- wait, I guess. So John sends his messengers 
But even though John's expectations of God were at an all-time low for his ministry, Jesus had an answer. The same Jesus that while he was in the womb gave John, who was also in the womb, the Holy Ghost. The same Jesus that was the message to the voice of John, that Jesus had an answer. If you'll stand with me right now. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 4. Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. Now, Jesus said, show him again. You know John's already seen this kind of stuff. John's witnessed miracles. So Jesus said, show him again. The blind receive their sight. And the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And blessed is he, whosoever shall not be offended in me. Jesus said, show them all the great things I'm doing. Show them all the work that he's done. Show John that the work that he has done is not in vain. And church, I'd love to tell you that the story ends differently than it actually does. I'd love to say that we had like a Paul and Silas thing where the foundations of the prison shook and John just ran out and he preached for the rest of his life. It didn't happen like that. And ultimately, John the Baptist was beheaded. John dies in prison for doing the work of God. But what I want to show is that God didn't stop there with those miracles in his message to John. If this last part that Jesus gave to John was a bit of hope and said, you might die, but greater is he that is in me than greater is he that is in the world. Matthew 11, verse number 9. But what went ye out for to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send messengers before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, Among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violent, but the violent, they take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, this is Elias, which was for to come. He that have ears to hear, let him hear. John's story may have ended in the prison, but yours doesn't. His expectations didn't die in the prison, so don't let yours die right now. If God told you that he's got a miracle for you, he's got a miracle for you. You may have to see it. You may have to wait a little bit. You know what? You may never see it come to pass. Your children and your grandchildren might see it. God told David, there's going to be a temple. David never got to see it, but Solomon did. He got to see the temple. But if God says it, people of God have come to tell you, it is so. So don't let your expectations die. Live on them. Let them live through the eons of time if they have to. As long as we expect the impossible, God will make it possible. So I wonder right now with just lifted hands, if we could just send our expectations and some praise right now to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and expect your miracles to come. If you want to come to these altars, let it be. But let God have His way in this service.
Thank you for joining us today. We pray you have been encouraged. If you would like more information about Medora Pentecostal Church, you can check out our website at www.medorachurch.com. Celebrate.